Welcome in, everybody, and uh, how's your Thursday going? It's beautiful weather outside here in Norman, Oklahoma, but you know we have storms coming, maybe, maybe a little wintry weather on Super Bowl Sunday. We'll have to wait and see. But, you know, the next storm is right around the corner here in the great state of Oklahoma, and if you have an issue, Cavens Group is, well, they're the uh, disaster response group team that you need to know about because they're the best. They can handle uh, local remediation, mitigation, emergency experts is what they are when it comes to stuff like uh, water flooding your business, fire damage that needs to be cleaned up quickly and to get you back in business, uh, mold affecting the environment for your customers or employees, crime incident needs uh, that needs to be cleaned up quickly so you can open up your business and get back in business, emergency board up after a break-in or like a vehicle hitting your business, which does happen. Cavens, they are the very best at what they do. They're on call 24-7, 365 days a year. They are ready to help you with your business emergency if you have one. They cover the entire state of Oklahoma from Norman to Ardmore to Tulsa to Stillwater, and uh, they are just the best at what they do. In Norman and Oklahoma City, the number is 405-573-3048. In Tulsa, 918-282-7612. You can check them out on social media. They're on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, X. They're on LinkedIn. And you can visit their website as well, cavensgroup.com, C-A-V-I-N-S, cavensgroup.com. Parker Thune, how we doing? I tell you, Steely, it's one of those days where you ever, you, you ever have one of these days where you wake up and you're not necessarily in a bad mood, but you're like, man, I feel like today I'm going to have a low tolerance for any BS. That's kind of how I'm feeling today. That's that's kind of me every day, honestly, particularly when you get older and crankier. But I try not to be. But, uh, you know, at least we've got great weather out there. We may have, again, possibly some wintry stuff coming in on Sunday. But Super Bowl Sunday is rapidly approaching. And, by the way, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. The Oklahoma softball season is underway. Port of Arctic Challenge underway. At last check, the Sooners were on the verge of a run rule against Utah Valley. The Wolverines, 13 to nothing in the fourth inning. Uh, and it started out the first runs of the season for Oklahoma came from a true freshman, highly recruited Cassidy Pickering out of Humble, Texas. And, well, the first runs came via a grand slam. Here's some of the audio. And so Pickering excelling there. Likely means good things. She drives that one into left center field. Cassidy Pickering goes guard. His first home run. And how Oklahoma is this? In the first inning of the season, the Sooners go wrong. I don't know who's calling that game, Steely, but it's A, not Chris Plank. It's not quality. Chris Plank. No, and no. B, whoever is calling it isn't speaking directly into the microphone. It is. Uh, it is the guy from Flow Softball. So uh, didn't have time to wait and cut the Plank audio, but. Uh, uh, Chris Plank, obviously a master at what he does, calling Sooner softball games. But Cassidy Pickering, Grand Slam first inning. You got back-to-back bombs from Elisa Brito, Kenzie Hansen, Nicole May at last check had given up one hit, and uh, they were in the fourth inning with Oklahoma on top, thirteen to nothing. I have appointed Kyle Davis, one of our big listeners, who is a huge ref listener and a huge Sooner fan, loves Oklahoma softball. He is giving me updates during the game. And uh, 
he is now saying a scoreless fourth for OU because we, we try our best to keep track of it while we're on the air, but it's next to impossible. But our man Kyle Davis is going to help us out. So well, thank you, Kyle. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Kyle. Isn't Kyle's Twitter handle at the Daring Pastry? That is right. Yes, that's absolutely right. That's that's the guy monitor. right there. Mm-hmm. It is very interesting. All right. Uh, yesterday was a, a signing day, right? It was a, <laughs> it, you know, and it was like, it's like going into an old ghost town and tumbleweeds are just blowing down Main Street, you know. It was nothing for OU. Their work was done. And uh, was there anything that happened in terms of significance to you yesterday, though, nationally? Nothing at all. Nothing at all happened significant. I mean, t- Terry Bussey, we were all kind of interested to see whether or not he was going to stick with Texas A&M or flip to LSU. He ended up sticking with A&M. So, no, it wasn't just dead on the Oklahoma front. Really, nationally, there was just not a lot happening yesterday, which points to a growing reality and a growing trend in college football, which is that the December signing day is a much bigger deal than the February signing day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I don't know if they're going to end up uh, changing the recruiting calendar, but it seems like maybe that would be uh, something they should be looking at. And I'm sure there have been some talks about that. But, yeah, nothing yesterday. But uh, when you look at Oklahoma's 2024 class, number seven in rivals, you know, big names, David Stone, Taylor Tatum, uh, B.J. Brooks, Zion Kearney, Nigel Smith, Jaden Hardy, Reggie Powers, you know, is a good – Late get for Oklahoma. Everybody thinks Jaden Jackson has a chance to be really, really good. David Stone's teammate at IMG. You get Devon Mitchell reclassified at tight end. Looks like great potential there. Danny Okoye, you know, uh, homeschooled. Not the best level of high school competition, but when you see that kid and you hear that kid, what he's all about, he looks like he has potential to be a superstar. Uh, besides the, you know, the headline guys – you know, what is a what is another thing maybe that could be overlooked about this 2024 class for Oklahoma? Again, number seven in the rivals team rankings. Overlooked. Is this more of like a general observation? Are you talking about player general observation wherever you want to take it? OK, I think what's being overlooked is how well Oklahoma did in the defensive secondary. We have talked a lot about how balanced this class is. Obviously, how talented it is at the top end with guys like David Stone and Devon Mitchell and Taylor Tatum, etc. But Oklahoma signed seven blue chip defensive backs. Brandon Hall and Jay Valai did incredible work throughout the cycle. And I mean, you go on down the list, right? Michael Boganowski, we know he's a stud. Michael Patterson McDonald from up there, just up the road at Westmore High School. Devon Jordan, of course, the corner from Union. You got Jaden Hardy, the hard-hitting safety from Louisville. Reggie Powers, who was a late eval and add from the state of Ohio. Jeremiah Newcomb, the lockdown cornerback with a really good football pedigree from Arizona. And then you round it out with Little Bowen, Eli, Peyton's younger brother, himself a four-star player and one of the most productive dudes in the history of Denton Geyer High School. Man. You got pieces on pieces on pieces to add to that defensive backfield. And it gets you excited about the future of Oklahoma's pass defense in the SEC, which you can certainly make the argument that in the SEC, 
uh, you need to be strong in the front seven before anything else defensively, and I think there's some truth to that. But it helps to have immense depth and immense talent in the secondary because obviously you're going to face some of the best skill position talent in the country week in and week out, and you're going to need guys that can match up with former four- and five-star wide receivers, Boletnikoff award contenders, and be able to lock them down. And the Sooners have that in spades. You know, Brent, uh, with another uh, top ten high school class, you look at 2025, and uh, things are looking good there as well. Currently in Rivals, the the number five class uh, in the country, Ryan Foge, the kid from uh, Cypress, Texas, recent commitment for Oklahoma. You've got the likes of Jaden Nickens and Elijah Thomas, Trenae Washington, Marcus James, Kevin Sperry, of course, Kamari Moore. Uh, Grayson Harris, Owen Hollenbeck, and uh, Alex Shield Knight. You've got 10 kids committed in 2025. So, so far, it looks like the trend's going to continue for Oklahoma. And there's all this talk, of course, about Jonah Williams being a strong lean to Oklahoma. Although, again, it's, it's not, it's not finished yet, but, uh, looks to be trending pretty, pretty good right now for 2025 as well. Yeah, it's trending beautifully for 2025 and you know Brandon Drum and I were having this conversation last night on the OU Insider live stream uh, over YouTube but it's getting to a point where Oklahoma is so loaded especially at safety that yeah okay it'll be great if you get Jonah Williams that's a five-star dude that is going to be your capstone in the 2025 class if he is a Sooner but You can really only take one other safety, and there are so many talented safeties, most notably a couple of prospects from the state of Arkansas in Omarion Robinson and Marcus Wimberly that the Sooners are in really good shape with. And at most, right, you get Jonah Williams, you're only going to be able to fit one of those guys in your class. So Oklahoma's getting to the point where they've got a lot of leverage with recruits as they engage in these conversations and bring them in on visits. You got 10 commits in the class of 2025, so this isn't exclusive to the safety position, but especially at a position like that where you are so deep and so talented, you can turn around and tell a kid, hey, listen, you can commit and we got this spot for you right now, but if you want to wait, if you want to take other visits, if you want to drag your feet, I can't promise you that a month from now, this spot's still going to be here because this guy, this guy, this guy, they all really like OU too, and they may be willing to jump on board before you are. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting, no doubt, but uh, 2025 off to a great start. It's got a chance to be a really good O-line class for Oklahoma as well. Uh, we'll talk about that in uh, more detail a little bit later on. But we've got a lot of stuff happening today. Gary's going to join us at 1235 Brandon Rabar, DailyThunder.com, 135 on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Thunder, they made a trade, trade deadline day, trading for Gordon Hayward from Charlotte, Oklahoma City sending Trey Mann and Davis Bartons to the Hornets. Hayward hasn't played in the game since Christmas. He has a calf injury, averaging 14.5 points per game, nearly five rebounds a game and four assists a game. Uh, you remember Gordon Hayward obviously started in Utah, Boston, Charlotte with the Butler Bulldogs. They nearly you know, won a national championship, lost that 2010 final to the Duke Blue Devils, but Hayward had the half-court heave that nearly went in. So uh, the Thunder has already made a trade. Might there be 
More on the way. We'll get uh, Brandon Rabar's take on that coming up at 135. Last year, Home Comfort Systems, our first hour sponsor, 405-579-3113. Heating and air needs, you have an issue, they'll get it taken care of for you. Last year, Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. Mike Steely here at Cavens. We have Gary on the way at 1235. He's out of state. We'll have him on the phone lines. Parker, of course, back in the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, always available to you, 405 405- 651-3439, so keep it right here on The Ref. We're back here at Cavens Group. They are unbelievable out here. I always enjoy our time out here at Cavens Group. Duke the Wonder Dog and all the other dogs are out here. Amanda, the crew, they're super nice. Gary, Jessica, of course, world-class. Chris Smith handling uh, the roofing division they are just uh, they're great here at cavens group if you ever have an emergency water flooding fire damage mold incident crime incident you need an emergency board up uh they're available again around the clock all the time you will get a real human being when you call cavens when you have an emergency and we hope and pray that you don't but if you do they will come to the rescue in norman and oklahoma city 405 405- 573-3048 in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. And uh, their regional 800 number, 800-594-4437. All right. Uh, we haven't been on together since the uh, Jason Belzer uh, soundbite that's been making the rounds. And, uh, you know, we, we, we were all shocked when Caden Green, you know, all of a sudden he was – the rumors came around, and wow, look out, Caden Green is not coming back. Uh, officially went to the portal, winds up at Missouri. I think we all kind of knew what had happened. We didn't know all, every single 100% of the details, but I think we knew. And then when Jason Belzer, who heads up the Crimson and Cream Collective for the Sooners, uh, came on the Under the Visor OU Insider podcast with, uh, with Parker and Brandon, he said this about the Caden Green situation. We basically came close to matching what he had asked. And then he sort of said, you know what? I'm going to go and go into the portal or whatever. And it was done, right? So we were not in control, right? At the end of the day, we can only have those conversations. That being said, I can tell you, and I don't mind saying this on the record, there was some substantial tampering that was occurring with him and there was tampering that was occurring with his direct I believe his father is really his agent I don't know if he actually has an agent directly that's Mm -hmm. working with him but there were conversations that were happening with him while he was still a student athlete he wasn't in the portal we saw a lot of that this year Man, Steely, yeah. there's a lot of very revealing insights shared by Jason yes. into the Caden Green situation. Later on in the podcast, and I don't know if you caught this or not, uh, obviously it wasn't in the clip, but he said, and obviously he he was speaking um, from, a, from an opinion standpoint, but he said, look, end of the day, I think the whole time Caden Green was just using the Crimson and Cream Collective as leverage. Don't believe he ever had the intention of coming back. 
You know, and here's the problem here. What do you do if you're Oklahoma? You know, the NCAA doesn't really have any power right now. They're running tournaments. They're good at that. But other than that, you know, they're like the Barney Fife of the police force, right? <laughs> I mean, they're, they're not the, the police that you fear. You kind of go, please. Uh, I, I'm pretty proud of myself. The NCAA is the Barney Fife of policemen that's not bad but anyway what do you do if you're oklahoma i mean who do you report that to do they report it you know i don't know but that's the kind of stuff you have to deal with today and it was pretty revealing i think we all thought but again you're we're living in a world where somebody can be playing at football at a school and be in contact or maybe i don't know maybe it was through his dad or whatever. Who knows? But that kind of stuff should not be happening, you know, until somebody's officially in the portal. But guess what? Uh, and as Jason Belzer said in the soundbite, they're dealing with that stuff a lot, and it's probably happening all around the country. Okay, Steely, so I'm going to talk like a Missouri fan for a second. All right. And I want you to go ahead and give me your response. <laughs> OU's just broke. They can't afford to go toe-to-toe with Eli Drinkwitz and the real heavy hitters in the NIL world. Plus, Oklahoma's getting a taste of their own medicine. They thrived for years and years on shady operation and chicanery and buying players under the table. And now that it's all out there in the open and legal, they can't hang. Well, I mean, the Sooners had some issues with the NCAA in the past. There's no doubt about it. I, You know, they've uh, been uh, sanctioned by the NCAA. But uh, a lot of that I still think was going on all around college football. Now we know a lot more about it. But it's just frustrating to know that this was not supposed to be, again, an inducement for recruiting. And it certainly wasn't supposed to be. It would be like... You know, Oklahoma back in the day, whether they paid some players or not, and I think we know there were some things that happened, but contacting Tony Dorsett at Pitt or whatever and saying, I know you're eight games into the season, but guess what? We've got this for you. Um, It's just frustrating, too, because it's become more about who has more super millionaires and billionaires and uh, it's just a sad path for college football right now. I, I suggested this yesterday. You were doing uh, two to six yesterday that we get, like, the Sooner Mafia to just go after Missouri because I'm sick of Missouri. So remember the scene when uh, the Corleones got the message sent? This is, the, uh, this is how it sounded uh, when the Corleone family got the message, of course, about Luca Brazzi being no longer with us. Here's how that sounded back in the day. What the hell is this? That's a sudden message. That means Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes. What we need to do is it should sound like this. We need to get, I don't know who the enforcers are going to be, but head to Columbia and send these little pipsqueaks a message. This is how it needs to sound now. We need to get after it. What the hell is this? That's a Sooner message. That means Drunkwitz sleeps with the fishes.
Not that I'm advocating, you know, uh, mur- murder at all. I'm not in favor of that. But a, a strong message should be sent without the fatality that Luca Brazza got. Man, that's and, a that's a fellow Normanite of whom you're speaking ill there, Steely. I, you know, there's another traitor right there, big time traitor right there, and uh, it'd be he's such a freaking goofball as well. And, you know, it's like Revenge of the Nerds. Sometimes the nerds win. And the nerds are sort of winning right now in Columbia, Missouri. But usually the cream, the crimson and cream, rises to the top. And these nerds can have their little victory here and there. But long term, they will not. But I am still in favor of getting a Sooner Goon Squad. Cherokee Sooner on the text line says, headed to Columbia with the Cherokee mob to take some scalps. There you go. Well, you know, the thing is, uh, maybe that's, uh, maybe that's, who would uh, who would we have to head up the Sooner Goon Squad? Maybe my uncle? I know he's like 92 years old now, but maybe we could do that. Dang, he's, he's that young? <laughs> I don't know. I thought he was older than that. By the way, uh, Sooner women win 13 to nothing. Peyton Monticelli, the, uh, coming in from the transfer portal, pitched in the fifth inning. Nicole May gave up one hit. Monticelli, three up, three down in the uh, final frame. Run rule victory, 13 nothing for Oklahoma. Next game up here in about half an hour against number nine Duke. So the Sooners will face, uh, much better competition. Then they play number 10 Washington, of course, coming up. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night. So uh, Oklahoma off to a 1-0 start. Home runs again from Cassidy Pickering in the first inning. Grand slam to start the season for OU. Elisa Brito had a home run. Kenzie Hansen had a home run. Those were back-to-back. Nice pitching from Nicole May. And again, Peyton Monticelli comes in for one inning, shuts down uh, the side, uh, three up, three down. Oklahoma 13, Utah Valley 0. Run rule victory for Patty and company in the opening game. All right, uh, what do you think is Missouri, how long can Missouri sustain this? I mean, they just got the $12 million, uh, you know, donation, whatever you call it, that came into NIL. Plenty of questions are going to be answered, Steely, on November 9th when the Sooners march on up there to Columbia because either that's going to be a day of great rejoicing for Sooner fans and – a day on which OU Twitter takes a well-deserved victory lap over Mizzou Twitter, or it's going to be the day that a lot of the narratives shift on OU Twitter. Because if Missouri wins that football game, you know that immediately the vast majority of fans and tweeters and message board denizens are going to say, okay, it's time to break the bank. We got to keep up. And we can't do it the way we're doing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they will totally flip out. And here's the deal with Missouri right now. That program does have some momentum. I was thinking maybe 7-5 and five or something for Missouri. Maybe 8-4 and four would be a good season. They had a good season. Uh, you know, Drunkwitz has done a nice job. But can they maintain it? And I think part of the thought there is you, you saw what happened when they got williams area and the nerdy you know reaction there. But they're like, oh, my gosh, this is really happening for us. you know. And now they're thinking, we got to keep pouring gasoline on the fire here in terms of NIL money. I don't know if we can sustain this, but here's our opportunity to uh, harness this momentum we have in our program and see how long we can ride it.
So, but uh, they're very annoying, extremely annoying. All right, we got a break right here. Gary Cavins will join us coming up next segment, 405-651-3439. We will eventually get to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. If you want to head up the Sooner Goon Squad, let us know. I don't know if Joe C. would sign off on that, though. But, you know, maybe we could do an undercover op or something. Who knows? Stay with us. Be right back here on The Ref. Pleased to be back with you here at Cabin's Group. And uh, we love Gary and the folks here. They do a great job great uh, job at what they do. Emergency response, disaster response team, the very best the best train they have the most crews and uh, we hope that you never need an emergency or disaster response but if you do cabins group is uh, the name you need to remember gary usually with us here in the offices on thursday but he's in waco texas and uh, gary i guess you're going after another certification correct that's right that's correct i'm out here well i'm doing some basically some continuing education and then we're uh, i'm getting my texas license squared away there you go you're gonna have more licenses gary than uh, tiger and jack have majors combined i mean it's amazing that you're getting a new license new certification and all these different areas all the time you keep on uh you know taking these classes and getting certified and everything but that's how you keep growing your business a hundred percent. You know, the, the most knowledge is power in this industry and, um, you know, it's power to help our customers. Um, it's our, it's, it's power to train our people so that they can give the best service to our customers. And, and this industry is always changing. It's always evolving. Um, you know, you can take the same class one year and then the next year, take it again. And it's, you know, there's a lot of new different things in it. So, you know, um, we, we try to, uh, put a lot of value in education and development so that our team, um, you know, is, is the most knowledgeable in the industry um, and also is the most well-equipped, equi- too, because I'm down here. Also, we're looking at some new equipment that we are bringing in for some uh, new stuff that is uh, top-tier stuff. It's brand new. Uh, so we're excited about uh, bringing this new equipment in and these new techniques and all this also. You know, business owners out there, uh, you know, something happens where it's, uh, you know, water flooding your business, you get fire damage, you get, you know, whether it's a some kind of a storm, mold, whatever. You know, the most important thing is to get that taken care of quickly, as quickly as possible with a reputable uh, place like Cabins. You guys have the best reputation because some of these businesses never recover, Gary, because they they either wait too long or they hire somebody else who's second rate, and some of these businesses either never reopen or they're never the same. But you guys, that's your number one priority is do the job quickly, but do it right and make sure you can get these people back in business ASAP. 100%. You know, the training that I'm doing down here is all mold-based. I'm taking two different classes. I'm getting ready to start my second class. Uh, this afternoon, and then I'll be here all day tomorrow, and then I'll come back tomorrow evening. But it's all mold-based training that I'm doing down here. But the, the interesting thing is, is I'm at a training facility that insurance companies uses, use, and then also the restoration company, uh, companies use too. But this 
this where we're actually at is a negotiation center for insurance companies. And um, this the center, basically, their job is to save insurance companies money. So these are it's basically kind of a, a call center. They call themselves mitigation um, consultants, uh, but they have no... Uh, they've never been in the field. They've never been on a water loss or a mold loss. They've never, they don't have certifications. They don't have the training that we have. Uh, but their job in life is basically to beat down bills uh, for insurance companies uh, to save insurance companies money. Uh, so, you know, it's important to have the right people on your side, uh, like Brown O'Haver, um, public adjusters, and, you know, there's legal teams out there that do it. They go after companies like these all the time uh, when the insurance companies bring them in. Uh, but, you know, we're down here for training because they, they have a training facility where they bring insurance agents in and train them, um, and, and then that's how they get business. The insurance agents send them here to, to start negotiating these claims out and stuff. But it's really interesting. It's really interesting. All right, real quick, Gary, uh, before we let you go, anything else we need to know this time of the year? You know, the weather looks great outside here in Norman right now. It's uh, We're up in the 70s today. The sun's shining, but we might have a wintry mix coming in, maybe Super Bowl Sunday. What if, what do you uh, want to get along to people in terms of a message right now and this time of the year? You know, we're, we're here to help, whether it's snow removal or de-icing or anything like that. I don't know if we're necessarily going to need it for this storm, but if you do need those services, they're available. They're part of our disaster response. Our team is trained and ready to help with whether with the disaster response with mold issues, mold removal, mold testing, crime scene cleanup. Um, We have the water team for water extraction, structural drying, um, crime scene cleanup, uh, we also have our commercial maintenance division um, and our residential roofing division also. Gary, I appreciate it. Safe travels back and great talking to you. We love being out here at Cavens. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Gary Cavens, we're here at Cavens Group, Norman and Oklahoma City, 405-573-3048 in Tulsa, 918 918- Two eight two seven six one two up in Green Country, Parker. Uh, what do you think about the tr- the trade for uh, Gordon Hayward that Oklahoma City made? I know we'll get Brandon Rabar's uh, thoughts on it coming up here in about an hour. But what's your initial response? <sighs> My initial response is, man, Gordon Hayward is so much older than basically everyone else on the Thunder roster at this point. Like I, yeah. I can remember. Like this goes back to. My He's 34, form- by the way, now, yeah. Gordon Hayward. This goes back to my formative years watching sports. Of course, I remember the half-court heave that almost went down. I, I want to say that was 2010? Was it was how 2010. how long ago that was? Yeah, Gosh, crazy. I was, I was 11 years old, Steely, watching that, and just as shocked and appalled as anybody that somehow that shot didn't go down, and Coach K and the evil empire known as the Duke Blue Devils ended up winning the national title over the Cinderella to end all Cinderella's in the Butler Bulldogs. So I, gosh, it yeah, feels like Brad Stevens back in the day. Yeah. It feels like Gordon Hayward's been playing basketball my whole life. And so for him to, I mean, I, we talked about this with Brandon Rabar and I'm sure we'll revisit it with him next hour when we have him on the show. But one of the things we had talked about was the possibility that the Thunder could add a veteran presence. And that is certainly 
what Gordon Hayward is, especially relative to the rest of this roster, which is famously across the NBA so young. Yeah, second youngest roster in the NBA. And if you didn't hear the details, Oklahoma City trading for Gordon Hayward. Now, he's had a calf injury, and he's had some injury issues. That's maybe a little bit of the question mark here. But if you can get him back healthy and maybe put him in a closing lineup, I do not like Josh Giddy at all, and I don't think the Thunder does much either in terms of being in there in a closing lineup or in playoff minutes maybe it would be reduced because they're not going to guard Josh Giddy a lot of the time, and that means double-teaming SGA, but uh, which more and more teams are doing. But uh, if you can get him healthy and keep him healthy, then uh, he's been there, done that, played in some big games, seasoned veteran, of course, and we'll talk to Brandon about that coming up a little bit later. But he hasn't played in a game basically since Christmas. But the uh, Thunder trading for Gordon Hayward from Charlotte, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City sending Trey Mann and Davis Bartons to the Hornets. We, we, many of us speculated that Bartons would be part of the deal. Trey Mann not logging a lot of minutes right now, and uh, that'll be a good opportunity for him. But we'll talk to Brandon Rabar in depth about the, the deal and whether or not Oklahoma City's finished. They may not be. All right, break time right here. Our thanks to Gary for coming on with us from training in Waco. And uh, 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Let's work in some text when we get back. Sooner softball team getting ready to play number 9 Duke in Puerto Vallarta. And they uh, shut out run-ruled Utah Valley 13 to nothing in their first game today. Grand slam from Cassidy Pickering, the freshman. Back-to-back homers from Elisa Brito and Kenzie Hansen. One hitter for Nicole May. And uh, Peyton Monticelli, the transfer portal pitcher for Patty Gasserwin Company in the uh, last inning, three up, three down for Monticelli. All good for the Sooners so far, but number nine Duke coming up here in a few minutes. We'll be right back. Cavens Group on a Thursday, and we had Gary on in the previous segment. We enjoy being out here all the time. If you have any kind of an emergency, water flooding your business, fire damage needs to get uh, cleaned up quickly, you need to get back in business, mold affecting the environment for your customers or employees, crime scene uh, that you need cleaned up affecting your business, they will get you back in business quickly and do a great job at Norman and Oklahoma City. 405-573-3048 in Tulsa. It is 918-282-7612. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. That number, 405-651-3439. Let's get there, Parker. A listener in the 405 says, Parker, watched your podcast with Jason Belzer, stud, last night, and it's very, very informative. Joined Crimson and Cream this morning and I'm challenging Team KREF to do the same. You can even do less than $10 a month if things are tight, but let's all help pull this rope with whatever you can do. Yeah, I I think uh, there's some other things in store that uh, we will probably be talking about maybe in the near future, but, uh, you know, Parker, as I talked about this yesterday, um, you know, anything that you can do, Jason Belzer said this year they're good, right, for the next year, but uh-huh. they need help from Sooner fans. Well, and they need uh, – let's be clear here. They don't need help 
because they don't have money or they're worried about not having money. They're worried about fluctuation. And again, I used this analogy yesterday and I'll use it again because I think it makes the most sense. It's like diversifying your investments if you play the stock market, for instance, right? You can, if you're a school like Missouri, yeah, it's great to have a $12 million donation to NIL every now and again, but that's not something you can set your watch to every single year. You're not always going to have donations of that size from one singular donor. And so while that's great and all, and that certainly helps you in the short term, it's not a sustainable way to plan for your, well, what effectively amounts to your roster payroll. It is far more stable and far less volatile to have thousands and thousands of folks that are all giving a little bit of money every single month as opposed to hoping and praying that every now and again you get one of those massive donations from somebody with the means to do so that helps your NIL operation subsist for several months or years at a time. Yeah, yeah, you want to have a sustainable, long-term, uh, good collective where you, you're you not riding a roller coaster all the time, right? And uh, OU has some big donors. They, they do. Great people like Wallace Marsh and the like. But uh, still, as you said, and I, I like that analogy of diversification. Uh, and it, it was a really good interview, really good uh, Under the Visor podcast, no doubt. All right, 405. 651-3439. Gunny and Stutzman Army has chimed in and said, the black SUVs will be rolling through Columbia soon with members of <laughs> Thune's goons behind the wheel. Yeah, maybe you can get Thune's goons together. There you go. Jeff from there OKC says, where do I send for my Ref Sooner Goon Squad shirt? Well, we're going to have to get the uh, the creative team on that. <laughs> On that case, uh, I like it. A 417 listener, by the way, that is a Missouri area code, says, I live in Missouri. As a Sooners fan, the question is, how long can I sustain this? Unbearable up here. There currently is no more arrogant with no reason to be programmed currently than Mizzou and Dorkwitz. Yeah, it's a little bit like that movie My Bodyguard, the little whiny, wimpy kid, you know, who was getting, uh, and I, I don't advocate, you know, picking on people. And, but Missouri, I'm all for it, though. But, you know, and once he got the bodyguard, uh, you know, he strutted around like, yeah, look at me now, you know. But um, hopefully the Missouri Tigers will be silenced at some point. But here's the problem, Parker. They have maybe their best team they've had in years. A lot of that team, again, coming back, including the best wide receiver next year in college football, Luther Burden. Yeah. And they're, you know, they've got Oklahoma in Columbia. It's like the stars are kind of aligning for Missouri right now. But the Sooners, they're capable of going up there and winning that football game. We'll see. Uh, but I know that's Missouri has kind of become – I, the the new rivalry. It never was a rivalry in the Big 8 or the Big 12. I mean, there were some interesting games between the teams, but Oklahoma basically owned their soul. Hey, you know what? So we'll see. If we're being completely honest with ourselves here, if we're being straight up, hat, hat tip to Caden Green because he made this OU-Missouri game a rivalry on November 9th. There yeah, already, there no already was going to be a good amount of dissension heading into this game but it took on an entirely new significance when Caden Green transferred to Missouri Mike from Tulsa says screw that not donating poop emoji to NIL weak 
asking fans to pay for players to play. WTF. And you know what? If that's your philosophy, that's fine. I just want to make sure you understand, Mike from Tulsa, and anybody that thinks along those lines, the university itself cannot fund NIL. That is currently illegal. University funds cannot be allotted to NIL. It has to come from some external source. And in the current day and age, that is the collective. So, again, that money, people have to give that money. That money has to come from outside the university, outside the athletic department. So it's not as if the University of Oklahoma can say, oh, you know, we make whatever it is, $170 million a year from football revenue. Let's just take a huge chunk of that and apply it to NIL. You can't do that. It's not currently legal. So once again, it is not a case of the university asking you to spend money that they themselves have the capacity and more means to spend. They can't spend it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, more promotions, uh, you know, creative ways to do this. I understand with inflation and guess what? Prices normally don't go down. They go up most of the time. And, you know, they're asking you to pay Big concession prices, a lot of places. I love that OU's doing the $2 beers for basketball, you know, but uh, yeah, it's not easy. But if there is anything you can do, you know, it would be very much appreciated. But you're right. It's not like, uh, you know, OU's just able to pour, oh, let's allocate $4 million to NIL, you know, over the next six months. Oh, you can't do that. You've got to have outside donations, bigger donors, but regular fans as well. Unfortunately, as much as I hate it, that's just the day and age we're in in college football because the NCAA could never get a handle on this, and now it's too late, at least for a while. All right, thanks to Lasher Home Comfort Systems for sponsoring hour number one, 405-579-3113. Brandon Rabar joining us at 135. More of your texts on the way. Keep it here. Talking to you from Cavens Group today. On a great-looking Thursday here in Norman, Oklahoma. Temperatures in the 70s. The sun's out and shining. Duke the Wonder Dog just walked up to me and tapped me with his gigantic paw, saying, pet me, please. So, Did you do you it? Go, Duke. I did. Yeah, okay, good. Absolutely. All right. we got a great sponsor for uh, our number two here on steel man and thumb that we do black thunder roofing steely and audience is the proud sponsor of our number two here on the program black thunder roofing locally operated in norman and edmund you can visit them at blackthunderroofing.com or give them a call at 405-473-8028 they also service shawnee yukon and mustang black thunder roofing is your Local roofer, Angie's List Super Service Award winner, four times a one-stop shop for customers looking for one contractor. Again, BlackThunderRoofing.com, 405-473-8028. 
All right, today at Cabins, we love being out here tomorrow at the one, the only, Riverwind Casino, nearly 3,000 electronic games. They have the best selection of electronic games, and they have a world-class, just uh, awesome new gaming floor. It was renovated here recently out at Riverwind. If you haven't seen the new gaming floor, it's big time. It's really, really, really nice. They also have all your favorite table games as well. They've got a big-time poker room, off-track betting, Tremendous bars and dining, the River Buffet, Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant, Food Court with some great restaurants, newly redesigned there as well. Uh, their promotions are out of this world every single month. Get out there Friday for a chance to win your share of 80K in cash and bonus play in the 80K Leap into Love promotional drawings on Friday night. Uh, we also have this weekend the first drawing of two, one this Saturday night, and then one on Saturday night, February 24th in the 60K Cupid's Mad Dash promotion, hot seat drawings, three winners drawn out every 30 minutes uh, at Riverwind on Saturday night. Again, this Saturday night and then Saturday, February 24th, they're giving away 60K in uh, cash bonus play and prizes and that great promotion. And again, the first drawings are coming out on Saturday night. Showplace Theater. Next up, Scotty McCreary coming up on Friday night, February 23rd in March. Comedy is the headline. Jay Leno, Friday, March 15th. Jim Gaffigan, Saturday, March 23rd. In April, the singing cowboy from Yellowstone. Ryan Bingham uh, will be there Friday, April 19th. Kip Moore on Saturday, April 20th. And in May, Chelsea Handler with the show Friday, May 3rd. Brantley Gilbert with the show on Friday, May 10th. Always something happening. Always jackpots, cash, bonus play, prizes to be won. You can dine well. You can sleep well in a world-class hotel attached right to the uh, casino. And uh, you can dine well at Riverwind Casino. They are simply the best. All right. Why don't we get uh, some more texts in? We do have Brandon Rabar, DailyThunder.com, on the Riverwind Casino hotline coming up at 135. A listener in the 850 says, why don't they give concessions to the NIL or lease the stadium to NIL? I'm, I'm not even really sure what the what the actual suggestion is there. Um, once again, I think it's important to understand the university. University revenue cannot be applied to NIL. It has to come from external sources. And so maybe he's saying that's a way around it really not being university money. I, I'm not sure if that's what the texture is trying to say there, but I don't know. What do you think? So, and I don't a, think that would happen, first of all, but who knows? Ron from Lawton says this Caden Green fiasco reminds me of the movie Blue Chips when Nick Nolte was throwing friends of the program under the bus and said, look, there's Pappy going back to the cash machine again. <laughs> Oh, man, yeah, back in the day, blue chips, Shaq. Yeah, Nick Nolte was the, uh, was the coach, and there were, a lot of, there were a lot of illegalities going on then, too. You know, college basketball, um, you know, we haven't seen college basketball the same since the one-and-done stuff, and um, I still love college basketball. The tournament's still great, but some of the teams we saw back in the day, the Michael Jordan Carolina teams, the 76 Indiana still last undefeated NCAA championship team, the Patrick Ewing Georgetown teams. I just think about those teams in the conferences in the Big East and the ACC, like Ralph Sampson's Virginia or Mark Price's Georgia Tech or Lynn Bias's Maryland. 
you know, back in the day. And, of course, Carolina and Duke, those teams would wipe the floor with a lot of the teams we have now. They really would because they were together, man. They had chemistry. You know, Jordan left after his junior year. I think he had four seniors and a junior in uh, 76 Indiana's starting lineup. But it was a better product back then. And uh, But, you know, um, it's just frustrating trying to find a balance from getting these kids the money they deserve and uh, paying them for their talents and abilities and name, image, likeness, although that's been twisted. But we've we've seen the suffering of the college basketball product. Who knows what we're going to see with college football down the road. You know, I love when you've got a team that is, Parker, that's going to be a rarity now where you've had guys playing together for a while. I know. That's that's why I love Billy Bowman coming back and Woody Washington coming back and Danny Stutzman coming back. That's probably going to be the exception. Our our listenership is getting creative. Slim Brady says, what if they just put NIL tip jars by the gates? Uh, Again, not sure if that that would fall under the – umbrella of legal maneuvers but no i think i think you're right steely and i think that that is a strength for oklahoma heading into 2024 that not a lot of programs across the country are going to be able to boast in that they're going to have a lot of chemistry a lot of guys who have been through the fire together maybe not for very long right because you know at this point in time the players such as bowman and danny stutzman and woody washington that are going on year four, five, six, at the University of Oklahoma specifically, that's a pretty short list. But even so, when you have so many guys that have played together, played in the same unit, played in collaboration and in concert with one another, there's something to be encouraged about in that. The Sooners return 9 of 11 starters defensively, which is part of the reason I think there is the potential for Oklahoma to make a substantial leap in terms of their overall defensive play next year. You know, and uh, right now, look, college basketball, man, you particularly, uh, you're going to have a new squad every year. In many ways, uh, you know, it's the same in college football. Now, the numbers obviously differ, but that's why Port, uh, Porter has had some issues right off the bat because Lon Kruger's gone. All of a sudden, you know, you've got the Portal era getting underway. You've got the toughest conference in the country already, and you're scrambling to get guys. And... Uh, you know, college basketball rosters, again, can change more uh, from year to year. But it's almost like you've got new semi-pro hoops teams and new semi-pro football squads every year, you know, with with some returnees. It's just, like I said, I'm old. Old people don't like change. I'm still worried about the future of the sport. I think a lot of people are, but... Right now, you got to play the game the way it's played. And some people are playing it, though, with uh, a big-time NIL strategy. Oklahoma's trying to balance the culture with the new NIL culture. And like I said, to me, that's the biggest question is which which of those uh, approaches will win long-term. A listener in the 405 says, so the school can't pay players, but they can decide how much they are paid. Uh, yes, that's what it amounts to. And again, there is a lot about the current state of NIL and its juxtaposition with college football that doesn't make a ton of sense. 
right? And won't make a ton of sense for the foreseeable future. Uh, a listener in the 918 says, don't forget those UNLV teams that never had a ton of talent but had a oh. chemistry, heart, and motivation to compete at the top levels. You know, the second go-round, you know, Vegas – uh, beat Duke by 30 in the national championship, and then that Duke squad beat uh, probably even a better UNLV, UNLV team the next year. But, yeah, they had some talent, man. Larry Johnson, Stacey Augman, I mean, uh, uh, Greg, what was his name now? I'm, I, what's the guy's name? on him, what's the guy's name? Uh, they had a lot of, you know, David Butler was the number one junior college center in the country. Uh, Greg Anthony back in the day Anderson Hunt was you know wasn't as talented but he was a final four MVP but yeah I mean those teams that UNLV team would destroy any team uh whichever team wins this year's national championship uh we are seeing again to me college basketball and we all watch you know OU games or you know maybe you watch some top 25 matchups certainly like Houston Kansas I'm sure we watch hoops still Maybe not as intently as we used to be. When I was in college at OU, man, we had one of those ACC or Big East or Big 8 games on all the time over at the Lambda Chi House. And they were battles with great teams. And we didn't miss them. Nowadays, though, uh, you know, and it's a different day and age. There's so many other entertainment options out there for people. They can't get off their phones, of course, to really watch a game that intently a lot of the time. But uh, the product just isn't what it used to be. The NCAA tournament, though, saves college basketball because it is arguably the best sporting event in the country, you know, uh, for three-plus weeks. All right, Parker, you, we have time for one more? <laughs> Chapstick says, I'll head up the Sooner Goon Squad brigade, but I'm a bit, uh, I'm a bit of a sociopath. He, I, I'm not going to read it on air, but he followed up with a very inter, intricate and detailed description of how he might do away with Eli Drinkwitz. <laughs> like I said, we we need a Sammy the Bull that doesn't uh, rat in the end like uh, he did on John Gotti. But, yeah, you know, it could get down and dirty. I think it already is, right? It already is. Somebody, they need to put uh, Kamori Moore when he gets to Oklahoma. Uh, you know, there needs to be a surveillance team there because you never know what Missouri's going to do there. He's a Lee Summit kid. He's still obviously committed to Oklahoma in the 2025 class. All right, break time. Coming back, Cavens Group, best in the business, 405-573-3048. Tulsa, 918-282-7612. If you have a disaster that affects your business, water flooding, fire damage, mold, crime scene, crime incident. You need emergency board up. Cavens is the place to go. Coming right back here on the ref. Back here at Cavens Group, we hope that nobody has a issue with a disaster at your home or business. But if you do, we've got the place that you need to call, and that is Cavens Group. 405-573-3048. Again, up in Green Country in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. They have a regional 800 number as well, 800-594-4437. Check out their website, cavensgroup.com, C-A-V-I-N-S, cavensgroup.com. They're on Facebook, Insta, Twitter, slash X, LinkedIn. 
and uh, they have a very, very highly regarded uh, setup here, best in the business, most crews, best trained crews, and uh, they, again, if you need them, are going to get the job done right and get it done quickly with the most professional crews in the business. And they invest in the local community. These aren't the out-of-town carpetbaggers, ladies and gentlemen. They're the in-town, in-states, invest-in-the-community people here, Gary and Jessica at Cavens Group. All right, Sooner softball underway against number 9 Duke. Their first game against Utah Valley. And what did T. Rowe say the other morning? I was listening to you. Oh, he's opening up you know, Thursday. They've got Utah Valley in the first game. Poor Utah Valley. And he was right, of course. 13 to nothing run rule victory. Home runs, a grand slam in their first at bat. Uh, standout freshman Cassidy Pickering with a grand slam. You had Alyssa Brito, Kenzie Hansen, back-to-back bombs for OU. Great pitching, one hitter for Nicole May. Peyton Monticelli came in in the final half inning and went 1-2-3. So Oklahoma's 1-0, taking on number 9 Duke right now in Puerto Vallarta. And uh, Kelly Maxwell in the circle for Oklahoma. Great career at Oklahoma State. And now we're in the crimson and cream and in the circle for Oklahoma. They are scoreless. Kelly Maxwell, uh, you know, looked really good in the first half inning, headed to the bottom of the first, and again, uh, scoreless in that matchup so far. Our man Kyle Davis is updating us, by the way. He's our Sooner softball correspondent while we're on the air. Well done, Daring Pastry. Yes, absolutely. And go follow him and thank him at Daring Pastry. Uh, The Jonah Williams situation. I I don't know if there's anything new, but uh, there was a – he got fonged the other day. Yeah. uh, You know, by Steve Wiltfong, which is another good sign for Oklahoma. How how long do you think this – could play out it sooner pardon the pun or later later at this point with the with all these predictions flying in uh, i i mentioned it yesterday i i think this kicked the timeline back significantly which you know i i had an inkling in talking to program sources that this was what was likely to happen which is why I wasn't one of the ones that put a prediction in, right? Oklahoma leads for the kid. No question about it. Oklahoma's in a very good spot for his commitment. But all of those predictions and the fong bomb to top it off made Oklahoma's job and Brandon Hall's job a lot harder because five stars can be real squirrely, especially when the crystal balls start flying. Do you think that's because the kid wants to take all of his trips? Or, you know, these kids, at the age they're at, and this look-at-me society and everybody needs attention 24-7, uh, you know, uh, and even some adults do. In fact, a lot of adults do. But um, is it basically because they don't like all the recruiting gurus controlling the narrative? What do you think it the biggest issue is well there's a lot of issues at the end of the day i think what it really boils down to is the fact that they want to be able to control their recruitment right especially when you're a five star and you feel like you are legitimately in the limelight nationwide you want to be the one in control of that that's the way for most of these kids right not everybody thinks that way for instance pj pj did not care at all 
about the narratives. He did not care at all about the media or the headlines or any of that. No. But Jonah Williams and many other five stars, they certainly do. And so, you know, you saw the tweet from him, good thing crystal balls are just predictions. Yeah, the reality is uh, not only does it cause the student-athlete at times to lose control of the narrative with regard to their specific recruitment, it also tips off other programs the fact that, oh, wait, this, this kid is leaning to Oklahoma, like really leaning to Oklahoma. We need to crank it up a notch as far as our recruiting efforts and potentially as far as our financial offering to a player like that. Yeah. Well, once again, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I I don't know. Does it – with some of these guys, remember the uh, 2024, you know, with Oklahoma at one point appeared to be, you know, leading on so many of these defensive line prospects. And they, and they did get, obviously, David Stone, and they got Nigel Smith. But um, I don't know. Does it seem like maybe the longer these things – play out for these five stars that that's been more problematic for OU or am I imagining that no I don't think you're imagining that Steely I don't think there's a blanket answer necessarily but for a player of Jonah Williams caliber I certainly think and obviously been saying this a while I think it would be it would have been in OU's best interest if they had continued to pursue Jonah Williams quietly without any predictions getting in the way and the hype around those predictions hitting the mainstream. Because, again, it makes life a lot harder for Brandon Hall and the Oklahoma staff at this point to be able to close out that recruitment because now everybody knows, right, Oklahoma is the school with the target on their back in Jonah Williams' recruitment. That wasn't the case before all those predictions flew in. And yeah. so it complicates things. 405-651-3439. Next segment on the Riverwind Casino Hotline, our friend Brandon Urbar, DailyThunder.com. Uh, great insight, great dude. He'll join us. And the Thunder already has made a trade, trade deadline day today in the association. Oklahoma City trading for Gordon Hayward from Charlotte. He's been injured since Christmas. He's had some injury issues, 34 years old, 6'7 uh, forward, but uh, the Thunder sent Trey Mann and Davis Bartons to the Hornets, Hornets uh, for Gordon Hayward. We'll see if uh, get Brandon's thoughts on the deal and uh, whether or not Oklahoma City is through. That'll be coming up. By the way, OU and Duke softball scoreless headed to the second inning after Oklahoma beat Utah Valley in a run rule situation, 13 to nothing in the opener today at Puerto Vallarta. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Steely, I know you're a guy who likes to go to bed early. I don't you like ever... to. I just do. I just <laughs> fall asleep. It's bad. You you ever taken melatonin? I have. It really didn't help me that much. Really? Yeah, I, I don't know. But huh. now I don't need anything now. I don't need any kind of help. It's just like last night where Shay and I, you know, there's really not any sports on last night, uh, major significance. And I'm all of a sudden, you know, she goes, yeah, you missed like 40 minutes of the last episode. Oh, okay. And then uh, I go grab, you know, a Diet Coke and get recaffeinated, and we were able to watch the end of this series we were watching. But uh, it happens all the time now. Oh, it's man. so bad. 
Now, I I have found that melatonin serves me very well for one specific purpose. When I know I'm going to be operating at a sleep deficiency the next day, uh, melatonin is very, very good at tricking my mind into thinking I slept for like 12 hours when I only slept for six. So when I really need to make slick, uh, six hours of sleep count, uh, I pop a couple of these strawberry melatonin gummies that my wife has. And I did it last night because I stayed up late watching a movie. It was a movie called Critical Thinking. It's a chess movie. Very good movie, at least hmm. I thought. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> also, one of the side effects that I've noticed uh, when I take these melatonin gummies is you have very, very vivid dreams, like all night. And so... I, I had a very, very uh, eventful night in my dreams, which it's weird because, like, you have all these vivid dreams where it legitimately, at least in my experience, like, it feels like you're living an experience, but then you wake up and it's like it, your mind erases it all in, like, two or three minutes. And So, so you dream like John Lennon did in uh, well, the, the walrus sitting on a cornflake. You know, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's like Lucy in the Sky with diamonds. Pretty much, yeah. Some people trip on shrooms. I trip on strawberry melatonin gummies. Strawberry melatonin gummies sounds pretty good. Maybe I have to try one of those. All right, uh, 405-651-3439. But, yeah, it's so, you know, I I used to think, you know, because whether it was relatives or whatever and they fall asleep. And, look, people fall asleep on Thanksgiving. But I was always the guy I could not sleep. You know, if we were driving somewhere and I wasn't driving, I, you know, I couldn't sleep in that situation on vacations as a kid. I've never slept in an airplane, ever. And now on the couch every night, Vegas has me an over and under on me falling asleep within an hour, pretty much. And usually you want to take the under. It's pretty sad. All right, 405-651-3439. Good stuff on the text line today. We'll keep you updated on Duke and OU out in Puerto Vallarta. Sooners win 13 to nothing in their opener against Utah Valley. And we have a trade on trade deadline day in the association. Gordon Hayward coming to the Thunder. We'll talk to Brandon Rivar about it when we get back here on the ref. We are back. It is uh, trade deadline day in the association in the Oklahoma City. Thunder didn't take too long to get into the action today. They traded for Gordon Hayward uh, from Charlotte, 6'7 forward, 34 years old, started in Utah, on to the Celtics, recently with Charlotte, hasn't played since Christmas with a calf injury. But uh, the details on the deal, Oklahoma City sending Trey Mann and Davis Bartons to the Charlotte Hornets here to talk about it. Our Thunder Insider, Mr. Brandon Rabar. Brandon, we appreciate your time. I know you're super busy today. What do you think of this deal for OKC? Yeah, I really, really like this deal for OKC. Um, basically, Trey Man, Trey Man Davis Bertans, not in the Thunder rotation at all. The Celia Michich, uh, sparing minutes here and there, played a little bit more lately. But they're basically trading guys who didn't play for Gordon Hayward, who is an upgrade to the rotation. So, for me, I think it bolsters the Thunder playoff lineup. Hayward is a 6'7 guy, shoots over 36% from three this season. He's a 
career three-point shooter. He's averaging 15 points a game. He can pass. He fits into what the Thunder like to do. And to me, he's a natural fit. When healthy, the big asterisk here is when healthy. He's played 25 games this season. He's been out since December 26th, but he is supposedly ready to play now. Uh, I think when this trade is processed, he probably gets right into the rotation for the Thunder. Brandon, I've asked you this question periodically over the years, but I I think it's worth asking again today because obviously Oklahoma, or I'm sorry, Oklahoma City made this trade for Gordon Hayward without unloading any picks from that stockpile. What is Oklahoma City going to do, whether in the here and now or in the long term, with all of those picks? Right. That's the thing. Uh, they just like to keep that flexibility. The other thing with this Gordon Hayward deal is this is a big expiring contract, over $31 million, and the Thunder are offloading basically $18 million of salary cap money this offseason. So they'll have about $40 million to play with this offseason. That can mean maybe using some of those draft picks to go out and trade for a guy. Maybe it's signing free agents, who knows. But the Thunder will maintain their flexibility. Like, will they eventually um, move up in a draft and get a, a top guy in the draft? Will they go out and trade for a star, trade for really good role players? Will they keep kicking the can down the road so they can keep adding lottery picks to a contender? That's the thing. I don't know what they're going to do, but it's kind of like all of the above. They remain their flexibility so they can do any of those things. Brandon Barr with us. Yeah, I'm glad that you, uh, you know, mentioned Vasily Micic because if you saw the initial reports, he wasn't, uh, you know, initially reported, but he was also part of that deal. I wonder if he's going to regret coming over to play in the association uh, when you wind up in Charlotte. But that's part of the risk you take coming over to play. But, yeah, Vasily Micic, he was starting to play more meaningful minutes and uh, did a nice job, also part of that deal. Uh, concerns about Hayward's health. He hasn't played since Christmas, calf injury. You know, the way I look at that, Brandon, is Sam Presti, if there's anybody who's going to pick over every single detail and get every bit of news, it's Sam Presti. So they obviously feel like, uh, you know, that's not a, a major issue. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, the Thunder do their homework, like you said. And to me, it's such a low-risk, high-reward trade. Let's say Gordon Hayward ends up getting injured again and doesn't help the Thunder in the playoffs. All you really you know, traded for him were players that were out of the rotation anyways, and you clear up salary cap space for the offseason when you might want to go and make a bigger move. So it's it's kind of a no-risk deal for the Thunder, but the upside is really high. If Gordon Hayward comes in and, you know, here's the deal with Gordon Hayward. He was averaging 15 points a game on pretty good efficiency for a terrible Charlotte Hornets team. Now you're putting Hayward that was with the Hornets, playing pretty well when healthy, putting him on this loaded Thunder team, uh, much better shots. Uh, He'll be taking much better space. Uh, much better talent surrounding him. So the upside is really high if he can stay healthy. How much do you think the addition of Gordon Hayward raises the ceiling for Oklahoma City, Brandon, as we start to look toward the playoffs? It's it's pretty obvious that the Thunder are going to be in that playoff field in the Western Conference, probably a pretty high seed therein. 
Uh, do you bring in a guy like Gordon Hayward with the expectation that he's going to substantially raise the bar for your organization, or do you look at this as more of like a uh, a missing piece acquisition, if you will, where he fits a very specific need for the organization? Yeah, I think the Thunder needed another guy that they could rely on in the playoffs. And, and in that way, I think he raises their postseason ceiling. He's a guy that you can count on to space the floor. He's going to give more space to Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Josh Giddy and, and J-Dub and Chet. And he's a reliable guy. You know, the Thunder has so many young guys that haven't played in the playoffs. Uh, Gordon Hayward, experienced vet, has played in the playoffs. And you know that you can rely on him to hit shots and space the floor. To me, and he's got size. He's 6'7", 6'8", wingspan. So he fills the need of another scorer, another shooter, a spacer. I think he really, really enhances the team because he's a guy that you can rely on to close with. Uh, so if he's healthy, I really do feel like this this raises the potential for the Thunder in the playoffs. I truly do. Brandon Rabar with us, Riverwind Casino Hotline, trade deadline day in the association. Uh, any other rumors out there? Do you think Oklahoma City's done? you think they're still wheeling and dealing? What are you hearing? Uh, only 18 minutes left. No more, you know, whispers or rumors, but – We've seen trade deadline deals come in at the last second all time. I remember that Ennis Cantor trade several years ago for the Thunder. It came in like a minute or two after the trade deadline. So you never know when the Thunder might get a deal in. The other part of this, though, Mike, is this opens up two roster spots for the Thunder. Maybe they sign one of their two-way players to a full NBA contract. Maybe not. They have a history of that. But the Thunder could be players in the buyout market. With the new CBA rules, not every team can go out and get guys in the buyout market, but the Thunder could be a player there. So if you're looking for the Thunder maybe to pick up a big, if they don't make another trade today, uh, I would I would think that the Thunder may be active in the buyout market with those open roster spots. Not a, uh, yeah, go ahead, Parker. I'm sorry. Not a Thunder-oriented question here necessarily, Brandon, but still a question nonetheless that is relevant to Oklahomans. Buddy Heald on the move today. What do you think of that trade for the 76ers? Yeah, I, I like it for him. You know, Betty, I, I think every Oklahoma uh, fan and every person that follows the NBA and has followed uh, Hill's career has felt like he could be a player that helps a contender. He's such a great shooter. He's such a great floor spacer. Uh, putting him next to Embiid once Embiid comes back from, from his injury and there's optimism he'll come back and play again this season, Joel Embiid. Uh, but putting Heald next to Embiid, it's going to help Embiid. It'll help Buddy. He's finally in a spot, I think, where he could thrive. Uh, the, the 76ers needed some shooting and some scoring. Uh, I, I really like him next to Tyrese and, and Embiid. Good move for Buddy. All right, Brandon, before we let you go, as you said, uh, these deals can come down last minute. I, I, I'll never forget, we were sitting a long, long time ago in a Thunder Galaxy far, far away. We were sitting, getting, you know, uh, getting ready to do the Thunder Insider show. And uh, Ken Adelson was the, uh, you know, the TV, uh, headed up the TV, you know, coverage and everything back then. And I remember him on his phone go, wow, you know, we just traded for Kendrick Perkins. It looks like Jeff Green. It, it was Nate Robinson <laughs> coming in with Perk, right? And it, did uh, was Kerstich in that deal? I'm trying to remember, was it Jeff just Jeff Green, or do you remember? Yeah, it was Jeff. All I remember is Jeff Green uh, being a part of that deal. But that was 
that was the first big move, and that felt yeah. huge at the time. That was kind of the uh, that was a game changer for for the Thunder. Yeah, it was yeah. it was Kerstick. I just I just looked it up. It was Jeff Green and, and Ninod. All right, uh, right before we let you go, I guess the one thing that Thunder fans would say, hey, you know, a healthy Gordon Hayward, you know, because what are teams doing? They're trying to get the ball out of Shea's hands. I know Josh Giddey's not playing in every closing lineup, but that's been a concern, you know, in the playoffs, closing lineups, you know, uh, spacing the floor better. He'll provide that Gordon Hayward if he gets healthy and stays healthy, certainly. But the one thing that a lot of people are talking about, more muscle. Thunder needs more muscle, and you think that could be the buyout market, or who knows? Like, like you said, the uh, the deadline's not quite over yet. Yeah, that's exactly right. There could be another trade coming through in the next fifteen minutes, but if not, I really do think you know if you're worried about the Thunder adding more muscle, size, a big, uh, they could absolutely be players in the buyout market. There you go. All right, uh, Brandon, great stuff. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you having me, guys. All right, Brandon Urbar, DailyThunder.com, talking about trade deadline day, the Thunder acquiring Gordon Hayward from the Charlotte Hornets. Break time right here. We've got one more segment to go. Sooners and uh, Duke, top ten matchup, Oklahoma number one, 54-game winning streak on the line. Duke number nine in the country, scoreless in the top of the third. Scoreless in the top of the third. And uh, Kelly Maxwell has given up one hit in her debut in Crimson and Cream for Patty Gasso. We'll be right back. Back here at Cavens Group, if you get knocked down by an emergency, you can get up again with the help of Cavens Group. They're their local remediation and mitigation emergency experts when it comes to water flooding your business, uh, mold affecting the environment for your customers or employees, fire damage that needs to be cleaned up quickly to get you back in business. They are the best. 24-7-365 available to you. In Norman and Oklahoma City, 405-573-3048. In Tulsa, 918-282-7612. And their toll-free regional number, 1-800-594-4437. You know, if you're in Norman, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, I say program those numbers into your phone and save them under Cavens Emergency uh, 405-573-3048 in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Tomorrow, we will be out at the one, the only Riverwind Casino. It's another busy weekend. Friday nights at Riverwind always are, really every night at Riverwind. But Friday nights at Riverwind are special. We've got the 80K Leap Into Love promotional drawings happening tomorrow night. Get on out there. If you play with your wild card, go in right before the uh, drawing start as well. Have a great meal at the River Buffet or Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant or at the Food Court. Hear your name called. Be uh, be crossing your fingers because you could win your share of 80K in cash and bonus play in the Leap into Love promotion. We have the first random hot seat drawings in the 60K Cupid's Mad Dash happening Saturday nights. Get on out there. They will start drawing out winners uh, Saturday night between 6 and 11.30. Three winners every half hour. That's six an hour by my remedial math skills. And uh, then grand prize winners as well. Collector's share for yourself of that 60 k in cash and bonus play. So can't wait to get out to Riverwind Casino tomorrow and uh, be live out there with Justin and the crew out there right here on the ref. 
Uh, bottom of the third, headed to the bottom of the third, scoreless. Parker, this is really a uh, like a co- women's college World Series kind of matchup, you know, or a super regional matchup. Number one, Oklahoma. Number nine, Duke. By the way, the Sooners tomorrow night in Puerto Vallarta will get a matchup with a top ten team again in the Washington Huskies. That's an evening game at eight thirty. Oklahoma won its opener against Utah Valley, thirteen to nothing. Run rule victory for Patty and company. Cassidy Pickering, the uh, talented freshman out of Humble, Texas, with a grand slam and her first collegiate at bat for the uh, Sooners. Uh, staked them to an early 4 nothing lead. Elisa Brito had a home run. Kenzie Hansen had a home run. Those were back-to-back. Nicole May, one hit. Uh, and then uh, Peyton Monticelli came in, the transfer portal uh, pitcher for the Sooners, and uh, was a 1-2-3 inning, and uh, Oklahoma wins 13-0. to But they are scoreless right now in the bottom of the third between Oklahoma and Duke with Kelly Maxwell. Former Oklahoma State cowgirl on the mound. She's given up one hit so far, but no score between Oklahoma and Duke. You want to get a couple texts in before we get out of here? Jay in Tulsa on the text line asks, Parker, have you ever seen an outlet covering a specific school intentionally drop a prediction elsewhere to amplify the need for the school they cover to turn up the recruiting effort? Uh, Yes, that happens. And it's not the only reason an outlet might drop a prediction for those types of uh, or, or with those types of motivations. For instance, the very first OU prediction for Jonah Williams came from inside Texas. And look, Jonah Williams is not going to be a longhorn. So the motivation behind dropping that prediction isn't necessarily to let Texas know you need to turn up the heat, but to make life more difficult. Don't let him go to Oklahoma is the deal. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, A listener in the 405 says, Milo Suzanne must be doing well with NIL. I just saw him pull up to Sonic in a Tesla. What? Dang. Really? A 940 listener says, Regarding NIL, as OU is seemingly following an Alabama-type program model, Oh, you will need to make certain they pay its position coaches that get dudes in the NFL accordingly. And they will. And that's another, you know, that's another area in which, uh, for very obvious, very natural reasons, your salary pool for coaches is separate entirely from your salary pool for student athletes because NIL money can't come from the university, but the university is obviously paying the coaches' salaries. And so I would expect that Oklahoma will continue to give their assistance steady raises, maintain that continuity as much as possible, and just generally ensure that guys like Bill Biedenboe and Emmett Jones and Brandon Hall, Miguel Chavis, Joe John Finley can go on down the list. All those guys, as long as they are pulling their weight in recruiting and in development, they will be rewarded financially. There you go. Yeah, you know – it's costly to be in college football. It always has been, but nowadays, yeah, absolutely. All right, we have time for one more, ladies and gentlemen. OU Lou from Hennypin says, is there just one NIL group to donate to, Crimson and Cream? Can you tell us how to donate? Sorry if you already told how. No, no problem, OU Lou. Uh, there is just one NIL group. All of them have basically consolidated to the point where Crimson and Cream NIL is the collective for Oklahoma Athletics, 
If you would like to donate, you can go to crimsonandcream.com. That is how you get involved and give your money on a monthly basis or whatever basis you prefer towards Oklahoma's NIL efforts. So uh, we have the uh, boomer dooner, doomers, right? They're the negative that everything, the sky is falling all the time for OU. So the uh, the squad that we're getting together to perform to uh, form the Sooner Mafia, are they the Sooner Gooners, or should we have Lacosa Sooner Nostra or something? What do you think? <laughs> I'm pref- I I prefer Thunes Goons because yeah. it gives me a sense of status. But- it does, man. It makes you uh, it you get a little more street cred there. Now you might be uh, under FBI surveillance. You know, once that uh, moniker is floated out there. Yeah, good point. But, you know, anything to take down. Right now, our number one enemy, you know, it's like uh, when the Gambinos had to take Paul Castellano out at Spark Steakhouse. Eli Drinkwitz and the Missouri program must be taken down. They represent Paul Castellano in this scenario. No fatality, but they must be taken out. Everybody have a great Thursday. We'll see you.